0: to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday.
1: A very good evening. Welcome to Red Friday. Your best look ahead at the weekend sport with a major focus on the Dons from Andrew Shiny, Alan Davidson and myself, Dave McDermott. In this evening's show, it's first versus second as Celtic face the Dons in Glasgow tomorrow afternoon with the visitors looking to close the gap at the top to just two points. We'll also look ahead to the rest of the Premiership. We'll have, as ever, the predictor. And last week, Aberdeen produced arguably their best performance of the season when they hammered
2: Hibbs 4-1 at Pataudry, Andrew. Yeah, I think um, by common consent, it, it was easily their best performance of the season so far. And I would say that, you know, we've seen a lot of games at Pataudry over the last few years, but that ranks right up with the with the best of them because I, I thought once we, we saw off the, the opening 10 minutes or so when Hibs had a lot of possession without doing anything with it, it has to be said. Once we got that opening goal, we absolutely steamrollered a decent Hibs side. We made them look very ordinary um, by the fact that we were first at every ball, we were dangerous every time we attacked, we capitalised on defensive shortcomings that they had and all round, the own goal right to death apart, it was near enough the perfect performance from Aberdeen.
1: And it was the early kick-off, and uh, if that wasn't good enough,
3: the rest of the weekend just seemed to get better and better, (laughs) Alan. Yeah, I think um, St Johnston getting a result against Rangers obviously does us massive favours, very unexpected, because St Johnston have been in seriously poor form. And Rangers look... I don't know who the Rangers side that played the two games against us were, because we've not seen them before or since under new, now permanent till the end of the season manager Graham Murti they raised their game against us obviously yeah well it just it seemed to be that there was an intensity and a fight about that Ranger side that just hasn't been present since and a strange decision to take now, three weeks on from the McInnes thing, now they appoint Marty, and it's just, it just gets funnier and funnier to well, be honest.
2: It's, it's just symptomatic of the rudderless ship that Rangers is at the moment and uh, I think today that they were trying to get that announcement out to hide the fact that um, Dave King is going to have to dig very deep uh, after the takeover panel won their court case against him, so uh, all is not well at Rangers, but let's not worry about them. But as you say, you know, the results couldn't have gone any better for Aberdeen last weekend. Topped off, of course, by, by Sunday afternoon when Hearts absolutely demolished Celtic. We knew the run was going to have to come to an end at some point, but it was a most unexpected manner in which it came to an end. You know, nobody but nobody surely could have envisaged Hearts winning 4-0 against Celtic. I mean, we all spoke about it last in this programme last Friday. We said, it's one of these games that you always think it's going to be tight and it ends up that Celtic absolutely steamroll our hearts. The reverse happened on Sunday.
3: Well, we, pre- we were right that it wasn't going to be tight. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean indeed. if
1: you're going to get beat we're, do it properly. We're always right. Yes. Uh, he had the press conference this morning at
4: Petrodri. Tony Docherty began by praising Celtic. I've got to say, massive credit to Celtic for going that amount of games unbeaten, and it always was going to end and hart got in there and put a fantastic performance you really credit them with the, the energy levels they showed and how they played against Celtic tactically, I they thought they'd done very well And uh, but Celtic got on their run again you know they win on Wednesday night, a comfortable performance against Partick Thistle, who I thought shot, set up very well against them but no, there's nothing specific about those games of course, every game we look at, the opposition we look at previous games and trying to come up with a game plan, how we can try Get our game across them And be successful So we'll enter every game that we do And that in the same respect And try and do our best to beat Celtic There's
1: a lot of confidence in the camp just now Understandably Andrew But uh, make no mistake uh, Our record down there isn't good And we're going to have to produce something similar To what we did last Saturday If we're going to get anything out of this game
2: Understatement of the year there, Dave. Our record down there is not good. We've lost our last 24 successive league games at Celtic Park. But, uh, you know, all these records have got to come to an end. Uh, We had that huge long spell when we never won at Ibrox. That came to an end. Tomorrow possibly could be the day. Uh, Celtic, although they got back in winning ways against Partick Thistle, they weren't wholly um, you know, they didn't steamroller uh, Partick in the same manner as you would possibly have expected them to do. Maybe there is a bit of fatigue creeping into the Celtic play. Aberdeen, if they continue in the same vein as last Saturday will have a chance against Celtic but they've got to maintain that level of performance which they showed they're capable of and now they've got to do it in a consistent basis
1: yeah it's um, it's they need everybody playing at the top of their game tomorrow
3: yeah absolutely we have, we have to be at it putting a performance like we did last week but I think if we can get the early goal and get at that Celtic back four I've been feeling they've looked nervy for a few weeks and especially at Hearts, I mean, come second half at Hearts, they were swinging legs at things and missing. And if we can get on top of them, and if players like Gary Mackay steven can play anywhere near the level he did last week, we can cause them some serious problems. Well, midfielder Kenny McLean
1: says the preparation uh, for tomorrow's game against Celtic was the same as always.
4: We don't approach the game any differently. You know, if if they still had that invincible tag, we would, we would still go into at the game and want to win it. And it's no different. So we want to, as I say, we, we're very confident. Celtic. Have had that defeat, so you know it might have deflated them a bit they get a good result. Um, midweek against Bartley Thistle, but as I said, we're not going to approach the game any differently from what we've done previously. We'll go in there, you know, we're really confident right now, which is excellent and we won three
1: points Kenny McLean there and uh, we, we did see last week there's so many of the players uh, Gary McKay-Steven definitely his best performance by a distance in a, in a red shirt but uh, one player who, who was also stood out of course Ryan Christie
2: uh, can't play yes it's always unfortunate when we play Celtic we can't call in the services of a play, player of the, the ability of, of Ryan Christie but you know there's strength and depth in the Aberdeen squad Greg Stewart could come back into the reckoning He didn't start the game last week. Cowrie Arneson could start again. So there's there's plenty of strength there. And, uh, you know, I I think the, the important thing is that everybody looked to be in a confident frame of mind last week. I looked at Shea Logan. We saw him getting forward far more than he's been doing uh, over the last couple of months, and it looked like the Shea of old. And we know that he loves going to Celtic Park because he'll he'll revel in the fact that he'll get a torrid... Torrent of abuse coming from the, the the stands aimed at him, but he he just lets that wash over him and and just goes out there to prove what a good player he is. So uh, I think, as Kenny said, you know the players are all in confident mood. So you know if if they can take that into the game and as I say, play at the same level or a, an even higher level than last week, then who knows? And uh, Tony. Hey, Tony Doherty agrees
1: that there are plenty players who could fill Ryan Christie's boots
4: Of course, you know, we're very aware of that So as good as Ryan's been in the last three performances You know, Greg Stewart, for example, was left out the last game So we've got we've got a squad, you know, we've got a squad that can deal with Players coming in and out, although I wouldn't say Ryan's been pivotal You know, he's been a fantastic player for us But we've got players that will come in, fill his place And, and we'll try and make sure we've got the right players to do the job on the day
1: Greg Stewart's one that could come in as uh, Andrew said and uh, I was quite surprised that he was left out of the starting lineup because he's been
3: excellent in the last few games. Yeah he's definitely, he's been coming on to a game, I think there were questions when he arrived over his fitness possibly and whether he was quite up to the speed of the rest of the players and it's taken him a wee bit of time to get going but like kind of some of the other new sign-ins that we've had since the summer, they now are really starting to gel and, and that's exactly what Tony Doherty thinks that the side is starting
1: to fulfil its potential.
4: We always look at Last three performances, you know, going into the next game. We look at the opposition's last three performances going into the next game, and and we reference to ours as, I, as I've mentioned earlier on. We're playing with a lot of confidence, you know, a lot of things are beginning to click in the team, and I think you find that, you know, everybody knows the players that we lost in the summer, the players that we're bringing in, and it does take time, and we're beginning to see signs now that the players are beginning to click. You know, they're understanding each other's games, and you can see from the recent performances that there is an improvement there. There's confidence growing, and hopefully we can take that into the next game. <laughs>
1: This is North Sound 1's Red Friday. I'm Dave McDermott. Joining me tonight, Alan Davidson and Andrew Shiny. And uh, Alan, what, what type of approach... Sometimes we've been accused Of uh, showing
3: too much respect In games against Teams like Celtic Yeah I think We had the conversation Earlier in the week I think if um, We've gone to Celtic Park And Ibrox And even when they've Come to us We've gone And we've played this Five or three at the back And we just I think we need to go And just get after them As a fan I'd certainly rather see us lose two or three nil having a go than watches kind of almost it looks sometimes as if it's, we've almost accepted defeat before before we've gone there and i think you saw from the way hearts played last week they put the kids in i mean the two two 16 year olds on the part by the end of the game and they just got right after them showed them no respect and i think it totally caught celtic by surprise i think celtic expected hearts to come and sit in and actually Came out, got right after them from the first minute, and certainly didn't have any answers to it.
1: Yeah, certainly the approach by Craig Levine will have had other managers looking and giving them including Derek of course
2: plenty food for thought well I mean he said that he copied the, the game plan that Anderlicht used against Celtic at Celtic Park in the Champions League and uh, you know Derek never leaves any stone unturned in his preparation for a game so you can rest assured that they've watched uh, the video of that that game plus the two previous games as, as Tony Docherty said uh, to have a look and see are there any players that are looking a wee bit tired is Scott Brown starting to uh, feel his age a wee bit in the middle the park Craig Gordon put him under pressure. Um, you know, his distribution isn't always the best. Uh, Their centre backs, can you get in about yeah. them? I'm sure. It's, as they've all said, we approach this game in exactly the same way as any other game, but you're up against a higher, higher calibre of player when you play Celtic. But uh, I think they will do, as Alan said, just get right in amongst them. Uh, maybe not from the absolute word go, because the last thing you want to do is go gung-ho and then lose an early goal at Celtic Park, because then it becomes a, a very difficult place to get a result. But, you know... Uh, play a pressing game as high up the park as as you possibly can and try and profit from any mistakes that they make we've seen it happen in the past that Celtic do make errors early in games we just haven't profited from them this time we've got to make sure that any chances any half chances that come our way we've got to um, make the absolute most of
1: well Kenny McLean agrees that the high pressing game suits the men in red
4: we've proven that it is the best way for us to play. You know, if we win the ball high up, then, you know, we're right at teams, we're down our throat. But we know how good Celtic are on the ball, we know how comfortable they are, the managers got them playing a way that's you know, it's excellent to watch and they're all so comfortable and they're all wanting the ball. So it's gonna to be tough, we know that, but as I say, the way we've been playing, the way we, we have been pressing, we, we think we can get out on. them.
3: Well, one to watch. Uh, Alan, who's your one to watch tomorrow? My one to watch is going to be Graham Shinney. We saw with, with the Hearts again last week, Hearts dominated that midfield battle, and um, I think Scott Brown is still, despite his age, is still the man that makes Celtic tick. If Scott Brown plays well, Celtic play well. If he doesn't, they can struggle. And I think Shinney up against Scott Brown... I think Shinny's had the beating him of a couple of times and it's going to be massive for us. If Shinny can get the better of Scott Brown, I think we might just take something away with. Back up the road with us.
2: Andrew? My one to watch is somebody that I really hope has the quietest game of all, and that's Joe Lewis. Uh, because Joe is such a calming influence on Aberdeen defence and uh, he's a, a, an excellent shot stopper. We saw that again last Saturday. You know, 2-0 up against Hibs, going well. And John McGinn fires one in that was going inside the post, was going into the bottom corner... If it's 2-1, all of a sudden it's a different game. Joe saves it, we go up the other end of the park, make it 3-0, game over. That's the influence that Joe Lewis has in Aberdeen. So uh, I hope, as I say, that he has the quietest game he's had all season, but I think Joe could be a huge influence in Aberdeen tomorrow.
0: It's time to talk dots. Stand free with North Sound 1's Red Friday.
1: You're listening to North Sound 1's Red Friday with Andrew Shiny, Alan Davidson and me, Dave McDermid. Well, this year has been a year of hat-tricks. The Dons have scored no fewer than
0: five hat-tricks spread around four players and Phil mcdonald has been taking a look back. In a high-scoring year for the Dons, we've not been short of headline grabbers, but we are now short of match balls. Here's why. We start by going all the way back to February when Mark McGee's motherwell came calling in a rearranged fixture, only to find Adam Rooney had brought his shooting boots.
1: All he could do is try and get rid of the ball, which he doesn't... Make- clean, run, Rooney! Oh, disaster.
2: The Motherwell defence and Adam Rooney comes in to score. It's a penalty to the Dons. Adam Rooney step forward, right foot, sticks it into the bottom left-hand corner.
1: Good, this is about and it it's and Adam Rooney with his Yeah,
2: brilliant.
3: The cross him on, I think it was cleared, and he came back to him, and then he just fired at I me, and thankfully didn't put over the bar from about two yards, so I tried my best to miss it. But uh, no, delighted to get that, and then obviously the panel and then I don't know how the last one was a tap-in, I think. At the end. We'll hear
0: more from the Dons number 9 in just a moment, but not before we head down the A90 to Dens Park, when in April the most unlikely of goal heroes came up with the goods against Ed, Dundee. Finds the
2: back of the net, and the goal scorer is Andy
0: Considine. Sinead crosses it with the left foot in the Header comes in! <laughs>
1: Number four! Oh, Anti Considine, Considine again. again! Ball over on the right hand side. Over it comes from Christine Header!
2: Yeah! Yes!
1: Head. Pops the ball in for his hat trick.
3: Um, I've scored a, a brace in a couple of games over, over my career so far, but to get a hat trick um you know is, is something special and to have done it <clears throat> uh, you know and in, in front of a you know, a, a packed away stand was, was, was fantastic. The sport here it, it was incredible.
0: Further south we go now and into May in Glasgow's West End. A star was born
2: in yeah, young off Scott the Wright. Bar, and the shot oh. from Scott Wright! The header was from Ash Taylor, off the bar. Came to Scott Wright and he drills the rebound. Oh, yeah. The defence cuts inside, tries the shot! Oh, and Scott's wow. got in! Scotty Wright with a hat trick. Well, well, well. What a screamer as well. Fairly close, but we're going to mention it. Me and him are,
3: Really close in the changing room, and he said to me at half time as I was walking off, um, Just keep doing what you're doing, get on the ball, and go and get your third. Um, and I was like, I was kind of like, Right, okay. And I was walking in, and he was like, Make sure if you score your third, well, he actually said, When you score your third, come and celebrate with me. The third goes in, and I just turned and I run towards him. He said he burst through the bench, and he, he runs out to me, so it's like a boy hugging his dad. It's up there, obviously, at the top. Top day so far.
0: Back up north we go to Batodry when Adam Rooney was back at it, giving St Johnston the runaround.
2: Right foot so delivers it
5: Rooney, one
2: Great ball in from Stevie May. It's played to May. May whips it into the middle of corner. Yeah. Rooney! Tunnel to Aberdeen.
1: Begins his run-up. Rooney comes
0: forward, shoots, and scores! And Adam Rooney hat trick with 11. And who can forget last week's masterclass? Stephen Gary mckay McKay gets away from the
1: two challenges and it's in there! Gary McKay-Stephen! Fine, I'll get it, but he's nipped in. Gary McKay-Stephen. Gary McKay-Stephen coming forward. He's 1-1 with Martial. Yes!
3: Yes!
2: Brings it under control, nudges it past Whitaker, gives it to May. Back inside it goes. Still Gary McKay-Stephen. Chance for the hat trick. Goal! Yeah, very happy. Um
0: it was a great day all round. I thought the team done super. So with five hat-tricks spread among four scorers, three goals appear to be popular. Is there one more flurry ahead this year? We'll find out starting tomorrow. Patrick's there,
1: and I suppose Andrew, Andy Considine's one that uh, will be the quiz
2: question in years to come because that was the most unlikely. Yes, I, I think um, GMS is one magnificent, though it was last week. Um, we'll hope that he's going to score more, but being realistic, how many more is Andy going to score? Although
1: but he should have had a goal
2: last week. He should week. Definitely have had a should, goal last week. That was definitely week. onside. Anyway, predictor, uh, you've got the, the league table. Yeah, you? league table reads Red Army on sixty-nine points. Yourself and uh, Dave G on fifty-six, and I'm still in bottom place on fifty. Wall picked up two points last week. Not surprising given the results.
1: And uh, Alan, you're going to represent the Red Army this week um, Hopefully not as well as others have been So uh, Celtic against Aberdeen Alan, we'll start with you
3: Yep, I've got for it like I said, I fancy us to go down there I don't think that Celtic side are massively confident at the moment um, I think if we can get after them, we will get goals But I think that Celtic team do have goals spread through it So I'm going for a 2-2 draw
2: Okay, Andrew? Uh, I'm just hoping that we can replicate what we did in the Scottish Cup a few years back And win 2-1 And what's Dave going for? Uh, Dave G, he is going 2-1 Aberdeen as well Oh well, so that's got no chance of happening Uh, (laughs) Lunchtime
1: tomorrow What about you? Oh yes, I haven't gone, I've gone (laughs) 1-1 Lunchtime tomorrow,
2: Kilmarnock against Rangers, Andrew Um, Kilmarnock doing very well at home Obviously Graham Murty now being uh, placed in charge of Rangers for the rest of the season That will steady the ship a little bit there But uh, I fancy Kilmarnock to get a 1-1 draw Okay, Alan. Um, I've gone. I think Rangers will just get that lift with Marte
3: I'm going to go two-one Rangers. Okay, Dave's gone one-one, and boringly,
1: I've gone one-one as well. Uh, The other three PM kickoffs tomorrow, starting off uh, Alan with Hibbs against Ross County.
3: Yeah, Hibbs, uh, the second best footballing side in the country, according to Neil Lennon, which I think makes us Barcelona. Um, I fancy them to go and get a result against a county side who really are struggling at the moment. Three (laughs) nil.
2: I'm, I'm going 3-0
1: as well, and Dave G is going 3-1. I'm going 2-0. Uh, next up, Partick against... No, it's not. It's Motherwell against Dundee, Andrew.
2: Um, difficult one to call, because both sides are really inconsistent at the moment, uh, but I think home advantage will sway at Mother's, Motherwell's way, and they'll edge that one 2-1. Dave G, having his connections down in Tayside, has gone
3: 1-1. OK. Alan? Um, I've gone... Dundee on that one
1: Okay now I've gone 2-1 Motherwall Staying with you Alan For Partick Hamilton
3: Yeah Partick On a really poor run At the moment I think um, Obviously the the game Last weekend Was massive for them Against Dundee And they were Nowhere close to The performance of Dundee I think Hamilton Will just edge this one 1-0
2: Andrew? Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 for Hamilton and I hope that uh, the Hamilton players are a bit better behaved than they were last week. Uh, well, Dave G, he's going for a 2-2 draw. And I have gone
1: for 1-0 Partick. As S- you would, have. St Johnston at home to hearts, Andrew.
2: Well, here you've got two teams who played and beat... Either side of the old firm last week, uh, so you would think that St Johnston should go into this one with home advantage being the favourites. But I think Hearts, you know, it, it's a tough game for them because expectation is going to be huge after beating uh, Celtic four nil at the weekend. Uh, I think that St Johnston are still so inconsistent that I'm going to go two one Hearts, but really it could go either way. Um, Dave G He thinks Similar to me He actually thinks Hearts are going to do Even better He's going 3-1 to Hearts
3: Alan yeah, I'm even better still. I think St Johnston far better on the road than at home this year. Um, possibly because the players turn up on time away from home. <laughs> but uh, oh. 3-0
1: hearts. OK, I'm going for 2-1 hearts. Well, uh, Northside One's breakfast show's kid in the kit room yesterday got the chance to interview Derek McInnes. Here's some of the highlights. My favourite player is Adam Rooney because he scores lots of goals. Who is yours and bad?
5: If you keep it a secret, my favourite player is Graham Shinney. Because every game he sets out to win, he always gives a good performance. Sometimes his performances are better than others, but he's always good.
1: Has any of the players played pranks on you?
5: No, they might do it behind my back. They might make fun of me, but they don't do it in front of me, no. They're too scared of me, but they've no played pranks on me. They play pranks on each other. Shea Logan and Mark Reynolds are the worst. They're the worst, especially that Shea Logan. You know
1: the Rangers thing. Did it? go on for so long because they were trying to save up for you
5: Oh right, I don't know You would need to ask them that, try and get an interview with them but um, you're right, it did go on far too long, Um, but thankfully it's all sorted now and everybody can settle down and we can concentrate on Aberdeen
1: Derek McInnes, are you going to thrash Celtic on Saturday?
5: Thrash Celtic on Saturday? Well, that's the plan. It's no easy. I know Hearts did it last week, but Mm -hmm. we'll try and get a result and and get closer to them in the league. Yeah. You can pick my team for me, right? (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: Young Mark there with the only interview ahead of the Celtic Absolutely. game with uh, Derek, but uh, yep, he'll he'll go far. We'll hear a wee bit more from Mark right at the end of the show. But Peterhead are at home to Cowdenbeath in League Two tomorrow. Here's Toon boss Jim McAnally.
5: No, no chance. I I watched them the other night against uh, Stenhouse Muir. And uh, they were one up at half-time And possibly could have been two or three up They were well on top of the game
1: They played with great enthusiasm To be fair, even though we beat them four down there
3: They,
1: they never they never gave up that day They still played on And they're a lot of younger players They've got loan players for other teams So they've they've got a good appetite for it and uh, obviously Gary's come in and and, uh, a new management team and they're putting their best foot forward for him our players will be well warned that if they're not at it then they could be in trouble because they certainly put Stenhouse moore who are a good side under a lot of pressure in the first half of their night and uh, we need to make sure that, that we're ready for them on Saturday no juniors this weekend. Dice, Meadow postponed for a fourth consecutive week. Andrew, Highland League?
2: Highland League, hopefully uh, a full card tomorrow. Devonvale against Cove Rangers, who will finish or um, uh, go into Christmas as top dogs in the, the Highland League it's for Martin against Turriff United Brewer Rangers travel to Forrest Lossiemouth visit Fort William, Fraserborough entertain Huntley, it's Inverurie Locos against Traspé Thistle, Keith against Clark, Rothas against champions Bucky Thistle and finally Nairn County make the trip north to face Wick Academy That's
1: just about your lot from Red Friday for another week, we're on an hour earlier next week at 5.30 but uh, Celtic against the Dons tomorrow, we'll leave you with one final question from the kid in the Room. That because I'm um, a better interviewer than Dave Galway.
5: Easy, even before you spoke, you're better than Dave.
0: It's North Sound One's Red Friday.